Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host. And with me all the way from the land of Wales is the gold standard in ghost hunting, the quite reverend Steve Parsons. Good afternoon. The resident skeptic of the show. Am I? Am I supposed to be the skeptic? I don't know. What is it? What is that? I was looking at some group. They have resident skeptics. Uh, that's actually quite rare. Most of them have resident psychics. Well, they have those too. He had the same group, but they're, they're Pres- presumably presumably these people just sort of live in the back of the truck or like moved in and like lived there. I I, I don't you know you're gonna have to have to have a resident skeptic. I I don't understand that. I just sorry skeptic in residence. Is that, I think that's a posh way of saying it. Oh, is it posh? Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they, as I said, maybe they just live with them. Times have gone by, Steve, I'm telling you. That's right. Speaking of resident skeptics, we have the show's resident psychic. Really? <laughs> That's our me? guest tonight. Is it far, me? Far from you. No. Couldn't be further from you. Could be. You don't know. No, I was talking about somebody really psychic. Uh, oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, would you like to introduce him that you made that big noise? Do I, need to, do I really need to introduce our audience to the legend? Evidently, is, I can't spell his name. The, that's true. The legend that is Barry John, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> legend. I don't know. Legend normally means you're ancient, doesn't it? Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, and, ven- <laughs> and venerable, unvenerated. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or How are you vul- both? Vulnerable. I don't know. Anyways, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're just fine. Thanks for asking. That's my pleasure, you see. I have to check up on people across the water, Ron. You know, it's too far away. And even Steve, you know, I have to check up to make sure he's okay. Yeah, in person. Yeah, in person. Yeah, it was lovely, wasn't it? Very nice to meet you. It was a lot. Well, well we've <laughs> met. You guys have very... never met, met yes, before? Yes, we've, we've met before, but we've never worked together until recently. And mm. it, was, it was a great night. So good, in fact, that we, whilst we were there, we booked another one. Yeah, and we're already getting interest in it, which I'm really, really pleased about. See? It was, it was a... Yeah, uh, yeah I mean... Why would you ever want to work with Steve again, Barry? Oh, we didn't. Do you know what, Ron? We, did, we had a great team working together. We really did. It was a brilliant night, and we had we had loads of fun with it and, and some activity as well, which we were really pleased about. You know, in, in a great... How do we say this? An un, uninvestigated building, yeah. wasn't it? Or, yeah, or it was, a mansion. It, it was stunning. Or a virgin location. <gasps> Kids, yeah. Can't use that word on the yeah, Sa- Sadly, not a virgin location no more, though, because as soon as we announced that we were doing it, it's become popular. Mm. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 Once people realise it was up for grabs. Wow, that's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great, great, wasn't it? Yeah, as soon it as was. we advertised it, 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 that was it. Everybody jumps on it. Well, as I say, I, I don't think we'd even done it, had we? We just advertised we were doing it and... Mm. Yeah, they were they were straight there on the bandwagon. 
Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the same thing with the, the show, though, Steve. As you know, I mean, you, you, we announce the guests, and the next thing you know, there are other shows that have that guest right on afterwards. And, uh, you know, some of them are pretty obscure guests, but all of a sudden, uh, well, well, they found them, too. What do you know? You say your guest tonight is obscure. Did I say that? <laughs> Did I really say that, Steve? I, I, I have to pick up on Did I really I say that, Steve? <laughs> I've got to pick up on what you said, Ron, about where it said resident uh, skeptics. Are you yes. sure they just couldn't spell psychic or something? Because I did an event <laughs> once a few months, well, a few years ago, a great venue, and they actually called me a psycho. <laughs> 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 we have a psycho night. And it wasn't until I went outside and looked at what they'd written, it was like... Oh right, okay. So I might I might change the whole name now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute, was was alcohol involved? That could be, you know, the problem. Well, it was, yeah, it was, but not yes, later on. Actually, there's a thought. Now I've got maybe because alcohol isn't normally associated with uh, the paranormal in, in oh any, yes, it is in yeah. a, in any good sense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Except one. Um, the reason I mention it is because over the weekend I was down in London, the SPR, uh, doing the second of the ghost hunt workshops. Um, and alcohol came up because we were talking about innovative ideas. And I remembered back, uh, ooh, must be now over 20 years ago, in ASAP, the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena, uh, decided to all go on a ghost hunt and get drunk to test the idea that uh, spirits or ghosts could communicate better if you were pissed. Uh, that that's the British good. piss. Sounds good to me. The, I'll, I'll yeah, try that. The, yeah, that's the British piss, not the American so, piss. So are we, should we plan one of these events when you come over this year? I mean... Uh, I thought Anne Kerrigan did all the time anyway. Yeah, well, that, whoa, I'm not touching it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Barry, what's your thoughts? I mean, is, is that... Does it open you more up? Do you know, I, <clears throat> I, think, I think probably what it does is make people relax a little bit more because people go into some of these venues, don't they, absolutely petrified and scared that something's going to happen, which hopefully it will. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, they, they're almost like <clears throat> over-fearful of it. But I think my worry with it is that, you know, I, I remember doing an event many years ago at Margham Castle, funnily enough, uh, and we couldn't figure yeah. out why these guests kept going outside with plastic cups. And it wasn't until we followed them and realised that in the boot of the car, they had all these boxes <laughs> of wine. And literally, they just kept topping them up. And, and the problem was, that as the night went on, they got giddier, they got funnier, they were falling over. And that's great. It's great fun, but it's not good from a professional perspective and also from an insurance perspective. And in the end, we had to ask him to leave. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, haven't, I haven't got a problem with it, so long as people don't go silly with it. I've had two rather poor experiences with that, and uh, both of them, oddly enough, would have to go in the restaurant. We do this event called Dining with the De Dead, and uh, it's a dinner, and uh, we usually have a speaker. Steve always speaks there every year, and uh, we, we have an event or something. This year we were doing, I think, a seance or something. And uh, my wife, who really doesn't uh, partake in any of this stuff, really, as far as investigation. She helps on investigations, don't get me wrong, but she's not uh, in any way. I thought you were going to uh, say she doesn't participate in, partake in alcohol. You know, she does that. Uh, so anyway, she she was thinking. The next thing I know, uh, somebody else was really speaking through her, which was really weird. Uh, so, 
you know, I, I she did have partake that night as well. So it was kind of weird seeing my wife. That happened to my wife, who never, ever, ever would have anything like that. And then another one was we, we did with a reporter, and a reporter was at the restaurant, and uh, we had went to dinner first, and then we went and we were doing the little investigation, you know, showing some little places. And the next thing, she too uh, began to uh, take on a new. Uh, uh, personality as well, which is kind of strange. But both at the same place, was oddly enough. Was alcohol involved? Yes, in both of them. That was the point of the whole story. You, never mind. Be nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> you, you know I don't listen. So, so I mean, Barry, I mean, does, is could that happen? I mean, was the alcohol relaxing them that much that opened them up, or uh, was it something else? Well, no, I, th I think you're right. I think it does open them up a little bit, doesn't it? You know, as I said to you, it it makes people relax. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what we want it to do with them. You know, we want it to make them relax and chill out a little bit. But, but you know, I think I think the worry is, is that, you know, them doing that on an event causes a whole sort oh. of health and safety risk for us. Oh, you know, yeah. Because how far do people go? You know, it's like the, some people just don't know when to stop. That's the trouble. Mm -hmm. No, that's perfectly true. The, the, yeah. There is, I mean, I should stress uh, to, to anybody listening that there is a world of difference between an investigation of a location and a, a public event at a location. Oh, absolutely. Although, I mean, the, the, I suppose people, you know, there is an opportunity for people to experience phenomena. Uh, the controls that wouldn't normally be uh, applied during an investigation are relaxed quite considerably for a public access investigation because really what what people want I, mean, I guess what do people want Barry when they come along to a pub the thing is I've always said it. it's just to have the bejesus scared out of them <laughs> well all they want is activity don't they and the biggest yeah. thing they'll say as soon as they walk through the door is we want to see a ghost yes, that's yeah. the first thing that will come out of anybody's mouth so it's, it's irrelevant what equipment we have what we give them what we try and do all they want to see is something physical. And funnily enough, I've had somebody message me today about this, just going, I want to come on a ghost hunt, but if I don't see something with my physical eye, I won't believe it. Mm -hmm. And it's almost as though they're setting themselves up to fall straight away. And I go, do you know what? When we go into places, just accept what's going to happen. Because yeah. <clears throat> I remember when we went into uh, uh, Skelton Manor, you know, and none of us were quite sure what was going to happen. But I know nope. certainly yeah. with the bits that I was doing, We've got K2 activity, we've got board activity, we've got noises in the room, you know, lots of things in the room. I mean, if you remember, we, I think we were in the nursery or one of the children's rooms to start off uh -huh, with. Uh -huh. um, and I also remember that then we moved to one of the bedrooms at the front. Um, and I remember that we kept hearing constant tapping when we were calling out for it, almost as though somebody was responding to us with numerous taps. But, but I do think the public nowadays, they, they watch so much in terms of TV shows and they see something that's been filmed over hours and hours and hours condensed into a 10-minute slot. And yeah. they go, well, that's, that's what it must be like on a ghost hunt. You know, everything's going to happen in those 10 minutes. And, and they don't have the patience. You know, you, you know what it's like. We all know what it's like. People don't uh -huh. have the patience. And they, they start fidgeting. They start messing about. They, they lose interest because nothing's happening. And I just get very frustrated with them, really do. Mm. I think that's one of the things that with, when you're taking a group of uh, fair-paying members of the public around, you do have to keep the pace 
because I know, I know that's the attention that. span. You know, you you've got to, you know, you you can't expect them to sit there for hour after hour after hour. So you've got to present them with things. You've got to keep the event paced for them. But what what impressed me about Scotland, I think most of all, was the diverse mix of participants that night. We had uh, we had uh, a group of. Uh, uh, doctors from the, yeah. the local health uh, health clinic. We had, or you know, we had people you know of all ages from all bra- all branches and professions. It was a really diverse mix, Did and you have everybody. Kids? Uh, no, not on that particular one, uh, yeah. but everybody. They 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 actually pulled together, um, and they worked very well. We we divided mm. them up into two main groups and then into pairs beyond that. But yeah. they 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 just worked it out for themselves because Barry and I didn't want to interfere. Uh, we didn't want to drag them from place to place and say, right, this is what Barry and I are going to do. You just stand and watch passively. Mm. You know, we we made the point right at the start of the night that this was their opportunity for them to explore the location and right. get that's out t- and try stuff. That's, yeah. that's the typical Steve Parsons venue. I don't want to work unless I have to, please. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I think it's very, it's very poor for, uh, you know, people pay money and then they're dragged around. Yeah, they pay money to, to go with you guys, though. They want to see you. They want to see Barry. Well, they got plenty of opportunity for that. I mean, you know, it wasn't a case. Barry and I didn't sit remotely somewhere eating biscuits no. and drinking bo- uh, wine out of a box. <laughs> you know, we were constantly moving around from group to group and pair to pair and interacting with them, talking to them, helping them, guiding them, listening to them. But we were not dragging them around and saying, right, we're going to do this. You're going to watch. We're going to show you what we, how good we are. So going into this event, uh, Barry, did you know the history of the place? No. Well, I mean, I knew the venue. That was it in terms of the name. But I I made the specific thing of not getting any interest because it's so easy to get misled. And and I always say to people, the stuff on websites nowadays, people create it to make the place look spooky and haunted. And I would sooner go in there and almost go in, pardon the expression, naked and just think, (laughs) like, what we get, we get. Because, you know, I know and, and we all know that venues nowadays will do anything in terms of getting money in, making it look haunted, giving information uh-huh. out that's false. And some people do it specifically on purpose because they want people to come out with the, the rubbish so that they go, actually, that's not true. And I always go, do you know what? Ignore everything because we never know what we're going to get on the day because uh-huh. activity changes, rooms change. You know, spirits move about, activity moves about. It, you know, one room might be totally flat, another room might be very active. But but I always make it very specific not to look at any information because I think once you've got that thought in your mind, you dismiss everything else. Mm. The other thing that impressed me a lot about Scotland is because it was uh, a virgin location, there was no expectation from the, uh, the staff, the staff member who was with us that night. Yeah. Um, and so there was no, nothing was, um, you know, set up. There was no, it was, it was, it was absolutely fresh. And they, they were really helpful, really cooperative, mm-hmm. stayed back out of the way, um, responded to any queries that we had. But, you know, clearly they had no agenda um, because they had, you know, they, they were just unbelievably helpful, but without, yeah. you know, any sort of desire to create stuff or push stuff or promote a story or a mm. or a mm. scenario or a situation. So, 
So what is this place exactly? The name of the place is Scalting Manor. It's yeah, I got case. that, but what is yeah. it? Um, it's actually the it, the former, uh, well, uh, town museum for Haverford West, where I live. Oh, so, um, so it's a museum, not a, not a uh, it's, house? It, it is a house. It was, it, was a, a, it was owned by a family up until the 1930s when it was gifted to the county and okay. became, uh, I think it went through a phase as an education centre, but uh, in recent years it became the town museum and then it, 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 uh, that relocated. Uh, but it's some part of it have moved back. So what you've got is um, an ex- uh, a, rep- a representation of how the house and uh, rooms inside the house on one floor were as they originally were. So you have the original bedroom, the original dining room, the original drawing room. And it's all very Downton Abbey, Ron, exactly as you would expect oh, from Downton awesome. Abbey. But what they've done in the uh, cellar, and in the attic spaces, the servant spaces, is they've created, uh, there's a toy museum <laughs> full of all manner of haunted dolls. It was, it was awesome. fantastic. Um, and there's a, you know... There's we'll a talk kid, to Barry about that in a minute. There's a kid's too. education area. So it's, it's a fantastic resource for the county, but it is, uh, you know, a, a Victorian country house. Okay. So Barry uh, is... is um... What's his name? Steve said uh, there is a doll museum. Were you able to yeah. go in there? So, yeah, I mean, we, we got around the majority of the house. I mean, I have to say, some of the things that people don't appreciate when we do these events is you're getting into rooms that are probably previously locked off or shut off. And because we've got a good link with Skelton, you know, they're actually letting us go further into uh-huh. rooms, which was fantastic for people. You know, you're actually going in and amongst things that probably had got very historical value, um, especially things like toys that, that probably, we don't know where they come from. You know, you don't know who's had them before and what's right. attached to them. And, you know, the big thing over here at the moment is we're getting a lot of sort of haunted museums nowadays over here. Yeah. And I think, I think this follows on very much from like the Warrens sort of time, you know, with what they had. Um, and we're getting these all over the place now in this area. I mean, I know for, for me, we have one in Nottingham, we've got one in Hinckley. Um, and it's fantastic, some of the things, what they've collected over the time. You know, as, as whether I can say that everything is haunted or had something attached mm-hmm. is, is pretty difficult until you've seen it. But, you know, I think these sort of buildings, as Steve said, you know, some people are going and they almost come out with this real sort of made-up demonic side in buildings mm. nowadays. And again, I think a lot of this is what's generated by TV, that people want it to be, you know, demonology, demons. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be the gateway to hell or whatever you want yeah. to call it. When, you know, Skelton Manor was a home. It was a house. It was, it was mm. a small mansion, whatever you call it. You know, the family were quite wealthy. And, you know, things like that for me... When people start going down this route of almost making things up, it actually starts to spoil it a bit because you think, well, no, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't that at all. You know, and, and I always I always talk about many years ago, I used to work with a, with a medium um, on some events. And everywhere we went, we had a demonic monk. Every, every venue <laughs> had a demonic monk. It, it, they must honestly, have brought up with them. <laughs> oh, every time, honestly, Ron, every building had a demonic monk. And I used to think, you know, here we go again. And, and funnily enough, they were always in the cellar or I the basement. I was waiting for that line. <laughs> yeah, always in the cellar or basement, you know. And, and I just think, you know what, this is absolutely balmy, you know. And that's why I think, for me, I slowly started to pull away from, from some of the venues and some of the ghost hunt side of things because I think 
people were watching too much television and, and me and Steve spoke about this, where the equipment nowadays, people start using apps on phones, you know, ghost yeah. finder apps, radar mm -hmm. apps, whatever you call them on iPhones. And I always go, you know what, it's, it's a game, basically. You know, what is that exactly going to pick up for you? And people don't see this, but this is like things like, you know, the broken radio, you know, the ghost box, the, the ovulus, you know, all these sort of things nowadays are pre-programmed with so much info that all you're going to get out of them is what you put into them. And people don't seem to appreciate this. You know, it's, it seems to me as though the good old days when we used to investigate buildings and we used to sit there, we used to sit and wait, we'd sit in a room for an hour and probably not talk to each other, we'd just note what was happening... Um, it doesn't seem to exist anymore because people want to walk into a room and as soon as they walk in, they want something to be thrown at them or something to go flying across the top of the room. Um, and that's all they want. They want activity all the time. But, but, you know, in a way, that's good. You know, that's good. But I just wish people were a little bit more sort of realistic and I wish they'd give it the time that it's needed. Got to add, there was uh, one, one, one couple who did sense a murder, didn't they? I can't remember now, did they? Yeah. Oh, yes, in the dining did. room. You remember there was that a... was it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There has to yeah. be a murder. Yeah, there has to oh, be a murder. Wait a minute, why are you laughing? Room. Was there never a murder there? No, no, there wasn't. I did, <laughs> I did, I did subsequently well, I, check. You know, I don't know. No, I did subsequently check, um, and it, it came as no surprise when somebody did. You know, oh, I'm sensing there was a murder here. Okay. Yeah, it always <laughs> happens, doesn't it? You always, get, you always get those. Sort of unbelievable, or the impossibles. That was that was Steve's thoughts. Think I'm going to kill these people. <laughs> but you see, but, but that's the thing, though, because do you argue then that they're not picking it up psychically? That actually, that's just the imagination coming in, and people want to perceive that. Right. Uh, well, we chose not to, didn't we? We just we yeah. um, we spoke to them about their experience and what they were sensing yeah. and. We got them to describe, you know, their their experience, because I think that's I think that's what all you can realistically do. Tis, mm, tis. Yeah. In all fairness, though, isn't that what it's about? Their own experiences. Exactly. That's why. That's it why is. I don't think you should go any further. Yeah, it is. It is about their experiences. You're right, and that's what you said it Ron, earlier on. That's what they paid to do. They paid to come along and have an experience. People like me, you, and Steve are really there to let them have that experience, you know, in whatever way we can by, you know, using any sort of toys that we've got, tools that we've got, whatever we've got to try and generate something or make something mm -hmm. happen. Um, you know, and as I say, I, I loved it with the groups that I was working with because I got them standing in different areas, different spots. We've got movement of objects in rooms, you know, all these sort of things, you know, taps and knocks and, Trust me, you know, I'm one of these, that, you know, funnily enough, I always describe myself as a sceptical medium because I want it to be proven. You know, I want to be in a room and if I've asked for a knock, I don't just want one knock. I want to go, right, do it again, do it again, do it again. And I want it to be repetitive, you know, almost as though you're doing it on demand. Not every little noise that happens, you go, oh, that's paranormal, oh, that's paranormal. Because we know that buildings, you know, for instance, that Scalton Manor, they've got the heating on. So we know the room was very hot. We know that the heating was clicking on and off during the process. But, you know, you've got to be used to that. You've almost, you know, again, this goes back to what we used to do in events, wasn't it? When we went into a building, we used to almost vet the building first or analyse it and go, right, 
you know, is there something in that room that's going to make a constant noise? Is there a sensor uh -huh. that keeps, tick, you know, ticking on and off, especially alarms and, um, you know, heat sensors in rooms nowadays? Um, and I think this is what we don't do enough of, or people don't do enough of nowadays, is, is actually going in and going, right, we've walked around the building. These are all the things that you can naturally expect to happen. You know, and that's so, what I think we should do. So at these events, we're talking about events now. Uh, Barry, do the people look for you to get their impressions? Is that how it works? Um, I think they do in a lot of cases because you can guarantee as soon as I go in a the room, they'll go, right, what are you picking up? What are you getting in here? What are you feeling? You know, and, and it's a bit like you are put on the stage. You know, it's like, right, come on. You know, we're, we're all we're all rooting for you. And sometimes I go, whoa, hang on a minute. You know, this is about you as well. So let's all go into a space or, a, or into our comfortable place, whatever you call it. And, you know, I take them through a little bit of, I don't want to say meditation, but a bit of a, sort of like chill phase, you know, where I get them all relaxed and then I go, yep. right, okay, where do you feel drawn? What do you feel drawn to? You know, and because the problem is if I walk into a room and go, um, I don't know, there's a lady in this corner here and she's wearing this, she's got this, everybody's mind will automatically latch onto that. Not, not the psychic side, their imagination. You know, it's no different when we're on a ghost hunt and we go, oh, did everybody see that red light in the corner? And everybody will go, yeah, I saw it. Well, you haven't. All that's happened is your mind said to you, there's a red light, you must see it. You know, mm -hmm. and, and this is where I get a bit frustrated in going, right, you've got to go with your gut feeling, first of all. I mean, I, I wish as soon as we went into a building, we could walk around with the whole team and go, or the, the whole guest list and go, right, as soon as you go into a room, write down your first impression. Don't tell anybody. You know, literally write it down. What do you feel? What do you sense? What happened in this room? And, and literally then, you know, get them at the end of it and go, right, let's compare what everybody got and see if people have got the same. Because if people had got the same, then I'd be pretty impressed. You know, but when it's me standing there going, well, this is what I'm getting. This is what I'm feeling. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not the same. You know, it's not the same. It's almost as though I'm preempting them. And you can guarantee that somebody will latch on to me and they'll go, yeah, I saw that. I felt that when we walked into the room. Right. So I, I want to ask Steve about that too, but we'll have to wait till after the break because we get about a minute left. Anyway, but but uh, so try to carry on that a little bit for about a minute, Barry. In in that, do they tell you their experiences and and ask if you can confirm them? Sometimes people will, yes, but I think it's more they want me to do the work, if that makes sense, which I don't <laughs> yeah. have a problem with. You know, they, a bit like what we were saying at the beginning, you know, they want you to do the work so that they can go, yeah, I saw that. And, and sometimes I go, well, are they psychic or are they not psychic? You know, have they got an ability or have they not? Or are they just right. latching on to what I've got? And I think, you know, very rare do I have it where people will go, um, they're picking up, I don't know, a lady in a room, and Barry, can you confirm that? And this is why I like using bits of equipment, you see, mm -hmm. things like K2s, EMFs, you know, anything we can. I mean, I've, I've got to say, you know what? We gotta, we're going to use a bit of equipment right now. It's called the break. <laughs> so anyways, you'll listen to Ghost Chronicles uh, International right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio. Our special guest is Barry John, B-A-R-R-I-E. We'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tojanet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event? 
book or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Miller X family. of Ghost Chronicles, the international edition, and our very special guest tonight, probably one of the very few psychics with co- who, who suffers from a sense of common sense. Really? Yeah. I'm still trying to find that. Where's that? No, no, no. <laughs> no I mean, ser- seriously, I've worked with dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens yeah, of Andrew psychics. Taylor. Uh, Andrew Taylor, and uh, well, the list is is extensive. Ooh. But I haven't worked with Barry until recently, yeah. uh, and I've got to say that he came across as one of the most head screwed on individuals I've met in many a long year. Right, but did you actually work with him, or did he work by himself? Uh, we, we we spent the night sort of uh, sometimes together, often apart. Okay. Um, That's what I was trying to get. You at, know, yeah. we 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 had I, I can't remember the exact number. There were there was uh, several tens of people there. Yeah. Uh, and there's only Barry and I, so we had to. You know, sometimes we were together, sometimes we were apart. Sometimes what they were saying, like with the murder, um, the sense of murder, it it re- you know it really required required the attention of both of us, um, or we would be both called to a particular area, um, or. Other times we would, you know, uh, Barry would be on one floor, I'd be on another floor. Yeah. So, you know, I could see what why people would look up to Barry and ask them, but what, what did people look up to you, Steve, for? I have no idea. I, I mean, what, genuinely, I mean, no what, idea. What type of, I mean, what did did they actually call you? Did they ask you questions? This is what well, I'm curious sure because because yeah, you and I, you and I both know the mediums get all the, the headlines and the, the poor ghost hunters. <laughs> well, uh, well, I mean, yeah, the, I mean, there was there was a strong bias towards people hmm. wanting, um, you know, to because Barry was. I mean, he's a new face in the area. Um, yeah. uh, he's he's well, very well known, um, but. And and he is very different in his um, the way he is portrayed than I am. Uh, you know, Barry is uh, 
a psychic barry is a medium mm -hmm. and people right. love that sort of thing you know they make yeah. no boats about right. it what 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 people are hoping for is that you know granny will pop through while they're in the middle of the ghost hunt give them a oh message. that's oh, that's a killer um, and you know i always feel you know whenever i go on a ghost hunt you can see that that's what people want from the medium what they're yeah. really there for is a personal reading for themselves no mm. that's so all oh, right you know and that that is really hard work but people you know the, the people that were there the majority of them knew who uh, at least what i did and yeah. so they were asking me questions relevant to what I was doing, and uh, right. you know, relevant to to my my uh, my being there. But th there was there was a distinct you know sort of and not unexpected. Did, did they ask you for like validity of Barry or a validity no, of experiences no, that went no, on? No, no. I, I I got asked a couple of the inevitable, you know, or I got yeah. shown a couple of the inevitable. I've just captured an orb on my mobile. Oh phone. God, please shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, you you learn to deal with them. You, you know the techniques. Um, you don't want to you don't want to pour cold water on them because they're there to have an experience, and that's part of the experience. Um, you you could go into and it, it's pointless going into a long description of all of the technical reasons as to why this thing that they've got on their on their phone. They're happy crushed that it, it's crushed them. Yeah. They're happy that it's there for them. It's part of the, the experience and yeah. part of the experience and. At the end of the night, what what I hope they go away with is um, some flavour of an investigation, mm -hmm. some experience of the location, and perhaps some unanswered questions. And some had a good time. That's the yeah. I think to me yeah, is yeah. the and number I, one. Yeah, they weren't satisfied really. Well, I, I I I would put all them in as having a good time. And yeah. uh, what was what was really pleasant afterwards was the number of messages emails um and indeed people who came up on the night who said what a fantastic time it was and can we come back again Excellent. and that's that that actually led us on the night to let's go and book another one yeah mm. yeah so barry you you mentioned uh, i think actually steve did uh, you, no you did actually uh you mentioned the board are you talking about the ouija board yeah 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 i mean i thought well we the ones that I took, I can't remember what they're called now, spirit boards or talking boards, I think, which is exactly yeah. the same thing. You know, everybody oh, yeah. gives oh, a yeah. different right, right, title right. nowadays. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and people still have this fear factor of using them. You know, it's almost like, I don't know, they're going to set fire all of a sudden or, <laughs> you know, as I say, that gate of hell's going to open up. Well, that woman did I swear I'm going to do yeah. that. I swear well, there was I'm that middle-aged woman that burst into flames, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I swear I'm going to do that so gonna, when we do it at a public event sometime. I'm going to have flames <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> but anyways, so, Barry, when when they used the boards, were you participating in it or you were more of a, the observer on it? No, I always observe it because the problem is, you know what it's like, if, 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 we, if I or we touch anything, they right. assume that we're pushing it or we're making it happen. So I always go, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand back oh, okay. and That's lead cool. you to it. Yeah. You know, yep. and that's what I always do with them. You know, I always leave them to it to start off with. And then I go, right, OK, let's see what we get in, see what information we get in. And sometimes, you know, I don't know, I might I might get a link and go, right, OK, I know I've got a man with me. And I'll go, right, ask the question on the board. What have we got, male or female? Mm -hmm. And, you know, do you know what I mean? So I almost use it as confirmation or clarification. Um, and I think... It you know, when you're doing that, it's great. It's a bit like me working as a medium and somebody's following me around with a K2 or an EMF and I'm going, right, 
I'm getting something here in this spot. Right, somebody come and stand here. Let's see if we can get the K2 going off or see if we can get activity happening. Um, and that's the way I like it to be. You know, I like people to almost get their experience of it, not just me talking, because, you know what, I could stand there all night and just go, right, there's a, there's a male here, there's a female here, there's a child here. But yet uh -huh. they've not learned anything. They've not experienced anything. And I want them to experience something. You so know. How, do you, how do you handle, for instance, I mean, you've been doing this pretty much all your life, and, and they're yeah. on the board and they say, okay, uh, are, are you, they say you feel as a man that you, say, you ask the question, is there a man? And they get woman. Do you, how do you handle that? Or, or they go off in a, a tantrum where you have absolutely – no idea what the hell they're talking about. It, it, how do you handle yeah, that? Yes, some of them will. Some of them will. You know, some of them will just go off on a totally different tangent. You know, and, right. and I accept that because again, it goes back that it's their experience. You know, I don't uh -huh. want to go. Oh, absolutely not. I said it's a load of rubbish. What you're getting? I don't want to do that because you know what? They might be picking up something different. You know, I accept that if you put handful of mediums in a room we will always get something different you know that's true. i can't imagine every one of us will pick up the same thing because i don't i don't know how to say this but i almost believe that we work on different ratings or different levels frequencies call it yeah i like frequencies i like frequencies yeah. i really yeah. do that's that's a better way to put it and and i accept that you know so just because i'm picking something up and somebody else isn't i i wouldn't turn around and go oh well no that's all wrong you know, and I think, again, it goes back to that personal experience. The, the thing that bothers me more than anything is as soon as you go into a room, people don't give it the time. They don't sit for five minutes and just, pardon the expression, way up the room, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, and this is what I get frustrated about. You know, some of them are walking and go, it's rubbish in here. Or you know, you'll get, <laughs> seriously, you know, and this yeah. is where my frustration sets in because I think, mm. You know what, guys, if we was doing that as a proper investigation, none of us would come out with something like that. We'd go in and go, right, let's see what's going to happen in this room. You know, and, and they don't understand that when they're doing it, like, the, like they were with me and Steve, you know, technically, they were in a room for maybe half an hour, maybe just over half an hour, and we're trying to get something to happen within that quick time. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't happen that quick. It really doesn't. No. I'll tell you, you know. the, the sad truth nowadays is that um, many genuine non-public attended paranormal investigations are this, are, are moved in this direction of, well, if it doesn't happen in the next five minutes, we're moving to the next location and we're going to get the Ouija board out yeah. or the, the REM pod. And, you know, it becomes increasingly more and more desperate as the night goes on. Yeah. As they try, you know, ever more bizarre techniques and uh, tactics to try and get you, some you know, some evidence. You know, what's sad, Steve, is that because uh, we do these public events, and, and you know me, is is I have very little patience because I want them to have a good time. I want them, so I want things to happen myself. And and I find that when I go and do my real investigations now, I, I haven't difficulty trying to okay lay back now it's different it's different because i'm like oh what the hell is going on you know i want to move along <laughs> but yeah it's it's that's the unfortunate thing for me is is that i get caught up in because you, you do want i mean the, the main purpose of you want these people to have a good experience and uh so, so yeah so anyways i'm sorry no, oh, it's, but... it's a valid point you raise because yeah. they are two entirely different animals. The yeah. paranormal investigation is very, very different than the public access ghost night, mm. uh, a very different beast. But 
as you know, uh, one of my issues is that one is often sold as the other. And so people come along yeah, and they, they, they model this, this sort of area between the two and try to portray these public events as genuine investigations. And, of course, something real could take place. And, of course, you know, it, you can gain some useful information from these experiences. But they are a very different beast, nonetheless. And the approach for the two yeah. is very, very different. And the, so other I wanna... difficulty, okay. the other difficulty you have, sorry, Ron, is that no, I've, okay. done events, I've done events with groups when I've been in a room with them and I've clearly known that activity has taken place. You know, I can feel it, you can sense it, you can hear it, you can see things happening and you almost dismiss it because they don't understand what they're looking for. Oh, yeah. Or it's not yeah. big enough or grand enough for them. <laughs> yeah. 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 But equally, I mean, I've been on many, many investigations uh, and public events where the organisers are obviously, and, and on several occasions have been caught out by the by the mm. uh, members of the public, caught rigging, you know, uh, loading the dice and rigging the, <sighs> rigging the table. Sure. Um, and it, uh, that should never happen. That should never, ever happen. I, you know, this idea, I mean, that's that's just completely beyond the on the pale. Mm. Yeah, but they do. They it do is because they're so. But, but they're so desperate, aren't they, for it to happen? Because they want to keep those guests coming back. Yeah, they but want. I agree that, with you. They want the revenue. They want the return. Yeah, I agree customer. with you. Yeah, totally. And this is where it's moved into that different field all the time, you know. And and you know, the other frustration that I have is I get a lot of people who contact me and go, "Why are they charging so much for those tickets?" And I'll go, "Well, because the venue is is whatever. The venue might be a thousand pounds." And I go, because it's a £1,000, well, they shouldn't be charging all that. But, you know, it's, it's almost like people people expect, you know, I, it's funny because I get a lot of groups all go to me, we just want to do a private one, will you come with us and we're going to get a free venue. And I feel like going, good luck. Good luck on the free venue. Yeah. <laughs> They're incredibly few and far between. Like, totally. Unlike, you know, the situation. I mean, yeah. I, I I regret more than anybody the fact that the cost of venues has gone literally yeah. through the roof. Um, you know, it used to be that uh, you could you could get free venues. You could get get a venue for basically the price of paying, so, you know, the caretaker oh, yeah. and, a, and a box of cornflakes yeah. in the morning. Uh, yeah. But but if you have a building that requires so much maintenance and and so much, then is it you know it's a revenue stream for them, isn't it? Mm. And if it the is, costs are realistic, I don't mm. object to a realistic amount of money. And you know, I've got to I've got to say, at the moment, Scotland's prices were I, I consider to be realistic. Yeah, yeah, but, but you know, I remember I remember many yeah, events, for now. you know, and I'm going I'm going back probably I don't know 15 years where they used to charge you like 200 pounds, and then suddenly overnight it went up to like 1,200. Wow. Yeah, especially if a television crew had been there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's the other problem we've got now is people are going in and taking venues exclusively. Even though they're not using them, they're taking them exclusive. So, you know, if you want really? to go somewhere... Yeah, right. Let yeah, us, yeah, let us act for you. Let us operate on your behalf. We will act as yeah. your caretakers. Yeah. And it's madness. Absolutely. You know, venues that I've contacted and they go, oh, no, you can't because somebody's got us exclusive. Well, they're not using you at that time. No, but we're still exclusive to them. Ah, oh, jeez. It's, it's ridiculous. Sad. Yeah, it's, it's a shame because... You know, people want to get into these venues with other companies, with other groups, mm -hmm. um, and they can't. They physically can't. For me, the, one of the worst aspects is the, the notion that, that where the venues themselves are being uh, sold um, 
a smoke screen because a group will go along um, because they have their own YouTube channel and they're on series three, episode 97 of their oh, YouTube God, yeah. channel. And they, they do for the grand finale. They will go along and they will, they will sell, you know, uh, the venue, the idea that the venue is going to be in this major television series and this yeah. major <laughs> production. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, and then, as, as Barry said, there's quite a lot of groups now and there's quite a lot of venues with exclusivity where if you go along with your group to conduct a perhaps a real, you know, a genuine look at the reports of people's experiences there, you're stuck with half a dozen members of another paranormal group mm-hmm. because they've got, who are there ostensibly caretaking but basically freeloading off you and getting in your way all night. Yeah. So I want to ask... Uh... Barry, I'm sure there are venues that you've gone in in the early years when when there's, this wasn't as popular, yeah. and then you've gone back later as the popularity grew. Is there a change in the the the, the uh, how can I say the atmosphere there, uh, the spirits there? Uh, it, has it changed? Oh, totally, totally, Ron, totally. You know, I mean, I, I remember. You know, going into venues when I, I always call them naked, you know, when they've never been done before, you know, when it's a virgin building. And, you know, sometimes the activity's rife because it just wants to be found. But then the problem is, it's a bit like if I ask you to perform every Friday night and, you know, do a, I don't know, do a dance or whatever, you know, you're going to get fed up of it sooner or later. And I think this is what happens with some of these venues is they just get overdone. And the problem is when they get overdone, People miss a lot of what's happening because they want more. You know, they don't they don't just want the, you know, the basic activity, what we all get, you know, the taps and the knocks. And then they start getting frustrated that they're not getting more, you know. But I just think some venues can just be done to death. You know, right. they they really are. And and I also think there's a lot of venues out there that haven't got anything. I really do. You know, I think there's a lot of venues that have got no no activity. There's no presence there. But the problem is, you know, people are, you know, companies are just booking them for the sake of it nowadays. But as a medium, I mean, when you go into that initial, say, naked one, Mm. and you find that there are certain spirits there, and then this is sold as a as a paranormal attraction and, and people, tons of people come in, tons of ghost hunters come in, tons of mediums come in. Do you find that it almost attracts other spirits that were never there, but but they're kind of it's like a contaminated venue now that, that there's more there than there was? You, you do, you do, yeah. And I'll tell you the other problem, what we find, sorry, I'll jump back to that in a minute, is yeah, a lot fine. of groups that go into venues nowadays, every spirit's got to be rescued. And I had this a few weeks ago. They do, honestly. And I see this, you know, and, and I go, what are you doing? Well, we're rescuing them. Well, why are you rescuing them? Surely they want to be here. Surely they want to talk to you. Right. You know, and, and, and people, this is, this is the whole TV concept, what people are finding nowadays. You know, they're almost following it because it's done on TV. Because, I don't know, Steve, Barry and Ron have all said every spirit's got to be rescued. We're going to rescue them all. And I go... Well, why? Why are you doing that? You know, because ultimately what we want to happen 
is when we're doing an event, we want activity, you know. So if you're going to rid the building of all its activity, (laughs) number one, the venue is not going to be very happy with you. And certainly the company aren't going to be very happy with you. But, but, you know, it's this, it's almost this, I don't know, people want it to be something different and not in the way that we do. It's almost like, oh, we've got to rid it of all its activity. You know, and I remember talking to, uh, literally within the last week, I was talking to a group and they said, oh, we went in on the Friday night and what we did, we got rid of all the activity. So the group that <laughs> went in on Saturday, they got nothing. Well... <laughs> Really? You know, really? <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, you know, if that was me in the spirit world and you're going, do you know what, Barry, we only want you to work on Friday, not Saturday. Number one, I'd probably go, thank God for that, I can have a night off. But then I'd go, well, hang on a minute, this is my job. You know, I'm here to haunt the building, whatever, you know. Um, right. And I just I just feel sorry for some of these guys, because you know what, you know, when it comes to my time to pass over, I'm going to make sure every building I go into I'll cause total havoc and chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I will, honestly. You know, and even to the point, you know, all these people who have all said over the years, oh, it's all rubbish, there's nothing there. I want to sit on the end of the bed and sing to them all night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what what, uh, what has happened in recent years. When a building uh, goes from a virginal state to a, a, well, a well-worn uh, example, um, is that the number of phantasms, apparitions, ghosts, yeah. demons, spirits dramatically ramps up and you end up in a very confusing situation that, where that's kind of what i was trying to get at yeah mm-hmm. but i mean it, it's only the reports i mean uh, a classic example from out here is pembroke castle uh 15 years ago when i when i arrived here there were two ghosts uh they'd been quietly haunting the place for at least 25 years uh was the earliest you know prior so 40 50 years ago that now all of and you're sudden, basing this on of reports right steve well, I'm basing this on people's experiences, so that's, yeah, because yeah. that's all I can base it on. So, right. you know, uh, people were recording the same two phantoms for about 40 or 50 years. Then in the last five or six years, um, now the location is a regu- regularly features on ghost walks and ghost tours and uh, uh, ghost investigations. There are upwards of, and this is according to the man who does the ghost tours, there are upwards of 300 phantoms haunting now you know how are you ever going to be able to track uh you know people's experiences through those those genuine cases those genuine experiences in amongst that you know you're never going to see the the wood for the trees and the more the more a location is investigated Mm. The more phantoms, apparitions, stories, myths, legends, make-believe, you know, I mean, there's a medium that of my acquaintance that I've been with, and they can't go into a building without, uh, it's like Barry with the phantom monk, the demon monk before. Yeah. Every yeah. time this person goes into the building, there's a murderer and a child trapped who needs to be <laughs> saved. Every so, single building. So let me ask bury this and, and when you go into we're not talking a public event now we're talking say you did a you wanted to do a proper investigation of a building or, yeah. or just just on a, on a, a mediumistic scale not even uh, you know using the equipment when you go in there what what is your goal is your goal to try to understand what's going on there or, or what i think i think Number one, the first thing is I would never rid it of activity because I don't believe in doing that. You know, if there is something there, I want it to stay. But for me, 
I want to, you know, if somebody's reporting to me that, I don't know, something's happening at a certain time, I want mm -hmm. to go, right, let's see if we can make it happen. You know, let's see if we can get that to happen while we're here. Because ultimately, if somebody's saying it happens at, I don't know, 11 o'clock every day, you know, in the morning, then I want it to happen when I'm there. Because it's that old story, isn't it? You know, that if you can't see it, then I don't believe it. You know, I want to yeah. believe it. I want to know it's there. You know, but I think the most important thing is, you know, they're there out of choice, my belief is. You know, they're there because they want to be there. They're there because they want something to happen. I think the difficulty and confusion still for people over years is this difference between, you know, almost like um, ghost activity and spirit activity. You know, what is what is the video recording? What is the silicon recording? What is, what is the thing that's going to happen every time because it's always happened every time? And, mm -hmm. you know, people get confused about this. It's the whole sort of spirit ghost activity thing that we always talk about. You know, as soon as I go into a building, I want to see a ghost, want to see a ghost. All oh, right, well, OK, well, I've been looking for that for well, however many years, you know, 30 odd years. And I've still not really seen it to this day. Apart from what I have had is an element of spirit activity, you know, things that, that happen to us that we can almost do on demand. Um, you know, walking around buildings and we sense things, we feel things. But but I do think that's an element of that educational thing for people, you know. And, and it's funny, you know, because I, as you know, I do a lot of other shows over here in the UK. And, and I used to call them mediumship nights and people didn't understand them. As soon as I called them psychic nights, people understood what I meant. Yeah. You know, and it was almost that, that old philosophy of education, what people... When we work with it day in, day out, we totally understand what we mean. When you don't work with it day in, day out, you've got no idea what it means. That's my view of it. Um, but, you know, I think certainly when I go into a building, I want to go in there and I want to record what's happened. I want to record activity. I then want to compare it with what somebody else has got, either another group or a team or, or the company that owns the building and go, right, OK, this is what I picked up. What did you get in this room? You know, what happens at this time in this place? Um, and I think that's so important. You know, I mean, I love what Steve's just said about, was it Pembrokeshire Castle, where you said they've got 300 ghosts yeah. or 300 phantoms? 300 oh, I'd charge phantoms. more rent, I would. I'd charge <laughs> yeah. more rent. You know what, where did, where did you all come from? Right, it's going to cost you £10 a night to stay here. Do you know what, they'd soon get rid of them all, wouldn't it? You know, and I, but how many of them are true? I mean, 300, really? 300? It was an astonishing, it's an astonishing figure. Yeah, you know, I mean, come on, you know, in, in, in any sort of building, do you know what, you might get one or two that cause a bit of havoc, a bit of activity, a bit of presence, you know, you wouldn't get everybody, for goodness well, sake. You I mean, know, I'll, too I'll many people. That, you know, I mean, the, 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 the figure comes from the person whose job it is to run the ghost yeah. hunts. Mm -hmm. and the ghost walks around the castle. So there's obviously a vested interest, but yeah, I think the figure of 300, I think they, you know, they they need to get look look up at uh, over-egging the pudding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember I did an investigation uh, at Pembrokeshire in uh, New Hampshire, and uh, we went in, and it was, it was very quiet, although I got my best EVP ever, which we came in at, it uh, it was setting up. We we got an EVP. It says it's the Ghostbusters. So, to me, that was my my night right there. But anyways, your reputation precedes you even uh, into the even into the other dimension. I know it. I know. It. I just love that. But anyways, um, oh crap.
anyways, Ooh. we went there. We didn't find really much activity at all. I mean, it was pretty, really pretty quiet. And then uh, I contacted the owner about a week later, and she said, oh, well, we had a, a medium came in, and they said, oh, there was uh, this ghost there, that ghost there, that ghost there, this ghost there. And also there were 400 revolutionary s- soldiers there, and uh, but it's okay now because she sent them all to the light. So – you know what? I just was amazed that, it, like, if there was 400 or anything, you think you would be able to pick up something. Barry, uh, I've got, yeah, before we went in the last couple of minutes, Barry, have you seen the new BBC series, Ghosts? Sorry, the ITV. Is it BBC, ITV? Oh, yeah, no. Series. No, I haven't. No. Look it up. Find it. Look it up. Uh, Ghosts. Ghosts. This is a new comedy, and the house, the couple get big, big country house. House is yeah. haunted by about a dozen ghosts. The best part of it is they went down into the cellar the other week, which is buried, which is on a, pla- a plague burial pit, and there are four hundred plague victims in the cellar, all just standing, all just standing round going, "Oh, they've put the light on at last. That's the first time in forty years." Anyway, it sounds, uh, it sounds we, a bit we're just. Like it is we're, brilliant. We're out of time. We're out of time. So okay, before okay. we go, Barry, how can people reach you? Get in touch with us via the website, www.barryjohn.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Get in touch with us. Not a problem. Okay. And also, uh, you guys are doing another event together. Yeah. Uh, what is that, and how can people find out more information on that? Details nearer the time, but it will be October the 26th, and it's Skulton, uh, sorry, October the 12th, Skulton Manor, yes. Patrickshire. All right, that's about it. So, Barry, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Anything else you want to mention? We've got seven seconds. Just boil an egg in seven seconds. Yeah, just come and see us. Come and, come and join me and Steve. Come and have a proper experience, because we'll make sure you do. I want to go over just to see you guys to work together. Brilliant. Yeah, that should be amazing. Well, that killed that conversation. thanks for listening everyone Uh, we'll be back bye good night thanks Barry see you guys take care bye guys bye to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.